2: Yes, who's back? Back again. SBC's back. Tell your friends. Yes, we're back. Yes, we're back. back. Yes,
3: guess we're back. Oh boy. Da na na
2: na na. I could do this the whole show. We are back. SPC, the Second Print Comics Podcast, has returned. It's SPC, all new, all different. It's SPC uh, Earth Two. It's what else? SPC Rebirth. It's whatever you want to call it. But we're back. We're all new. We're all different. And we're exactly the same because it's still me, Mark Claire, and my host. My partner in comic book crime has reemerged into the podcast universe. He's closed another chapter while rising like the phoenix to be back here with us today. Ramzo, welcome back.
3: I like that. I like that. You know, when uh, when one chapter ends, a brand new reboot prequel sequel begins, and it has been far too long. I am looking forward to talking some comics because you know, I have not really read much of anything the past four months. So now since we've started doing prep for the show, I have mm-hmm. found my I'm just gonna read one issue tonight has turned into like I'm gonna read a whole volume tonight mm-hmm. and I'm gonna read a whole run tomorrow, yes. and I'm gonna go ahead and read a yes. whole collection He's by back. the end of the week. He's sucked back
2: in, everybody. He sucked. Back in. Um, for those of you that missed our little sort of announcement, unofficial episode last week, just to review quickly some changes with the show, one of them is that we now do our show on video. So if you are watching on YouTube, I guess you already know that. Uh, and if you're not, well, now you know. So you can, if you want to see our beautiful faces, if you want to see our real, sincere reactions to what we're reading, what we're watching, whatever we're talking about, you can find us at the Second Print Comics YouTube. Help us grow that puppy. Someday, when we get to a thousand or so subscribers, we can maybe we'll do some live streams, get some super chats. The possibilities are endless because we really have recommitted ourselves to growing the show. After we did have to go on hiatus due to a myriad of circumstances that are, uh, again, I, I can't read kidnappings, re- kidnappings uh, cartel well, Terry issues. Hunters. There were tax problems. We don't really need to get into all the details necessarily uh, for many, many legal reasons. But nonetheless, we are back. We have regrouped, reemerged, and we now have a multi format show. One of them you're going to see, see, and hear. I just made them into a new word called you Get he. Audible Chocolate and Eye Candy out of this. <laughs> Indeed. Now. Uh, one of them is called Reissued, where we look at a specific issue or two or maybe even three. Three might be pushing it because we are going to keep it pretty tight and keep it very focused. And today we're going to be looking at Savage Dragon issue number zero, the origin story. And I'm going to give a little uh story about that story, the story about the story in just a minute. We're also going to be, every other week, we're going to be dipping into SBC Pop where we look at pop culture. We'll do movie reviews, talk about, um, you know, some current comics, some news, that sort of thing. So you'll get that next week. Every other week you'll be here with us for reissued and then on the alternate weeks you will get our takes on pop culture. This is basically the culmination of several years of experimenting with this podcast, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't and coming up with uh, this multi-tiered format. I guess you could I guess you could say as well as uh, like I said I was overwhelmed. I think we both were by the support we maintained on Patreon throughout our hiatus. People continued to send us money despite the fact that we weren't really putting out new content. You people and,
3: paid my rent.
2: Yes, you paid. Wow, really? Well, you I, you oh, either have very it, low rent or you're getting covered, more of the cut they, than I've been I getting. Mean, I mean, they, they
3: covered a good <laughs> chunk of the rent. But, like, you know, rent was paid
2: well yeah uh, our, our mysterious new benefactor was certainly a, a big part of that he will be actually well I don't know we're, we haven't talked about whether he's gonna be revealed publicly or not but anyway he's direct, we have a little uh, kind of like a oh uh, well, I don't know who's like a guy, who's a guy that like funds the Justice League or they you know like like a, like a Tony a Stark Batman? yeah like a Tony Stark or like a, a Bruce Wayne I suppose um but not like a you know he's not an active part of the team he's just kind of in the background we got a, we got a rich benefactor this is kind of what we're yeah, saying here it worked out um, awesome. So, because of that benefactor, we could not actually retire. <laughs> he paid us a, a decent sum of money for an annual subscription on Patreon, so we have to do this for at least a year. Remzo, I think that's the that's the story.
3: You know, there are worse things to do for a year, far worse things. And and we we, we plan we on being here them. till year one thousand, so makes everything even. In better. the
1: year one thousand.
3: All right. That being said, that was a bit much. But it okay. is time.
2: Tell me, you know that skit from Conan O'Brien, the year two thousand. No, you probably weren't even born in the year 2000. I'm over this. I'm over aging myself. Let's get into the episode. Uh, Speaking of aging. First
3: of the second print comics series, old man, Mark. Were you even born when I first picked up Savage Dragon? No. Ninety three. I I I was just a speckle in my father's (laughs) eye. That is
2: so funny. Okay. Well, I'm going to give the quick background as longtime listeners now viewers of this program might know my favorite comic book of all time and my favorite character of all time is Savage Dragon by Eric Larson, who is one of my favorite creators of all time, maybe not my favorite person of all time since we're I'm currently blocked on on Twitter and all that. It's a whole thing. It's been well documented. We don't need to get into it here, but nonetheless, it doesn't matter where he blocks me from if he doesn't like. Things I say, if we don't agree on politics or what have you, I have always, always, always respected and I will say it, loved Eric Larson as a creator because um, regardless of any sort of personal squabbles there might be, uh, he has brought tremendous amounts of joy to my life through his characters and through his writing and through his art. So as far as I'm concerned, that supersedes any sort of uh, petty internet squabble. So I will always... You give him money
3: and he ignores
2: you. I'm taking the high ground on this one, Remzo. That's right. I give him money, he ignores me. Yeah, when you put it that way, it sounds like a very unhealthy relationship. But nonetheless, um, just to get into a little of the background, you know, I think if you go back to episode three of this program, I did something like a 24-issue breakdown of the Savage Dragon original miniseries, which Remzo was not born for, as well as the first, I think, 21 issues of the main Series. Um, I have now to this date read all 262 issues of Savage Dragon and many, Damn. many spin offs and such. And, um, I think there's supposed to be another issue. There's issue 263 has been scheduled to come out since last August, and I'm not even joking, and it still has not showed up. So, um, I do hope to read more Savage Dragon. I will say for the first time in the the, the run of the series, the last few issues, I kind of started to not feel it. And that's probably not a coincidence because Eric Larson wasn't feeling it because he even wrote in his letters column about the awful writer's block he was having. Maybe because he locked himself in his house for two years. I'm not saying that's related, but that's neither here nor there. To get into the history of this particular issue, you know, originally Eric Larson was planning to never reveal the origin of Savage Dragon. You know, the, the origin that readers always knew is that he was... This big green-skinned guy with incredibly, um, you know, incredible strength, uh, healing powers, a big green fin on his head. They found him in a burning field with no memories of of anything except for these sort of images that were implanted in his brain from like 36 hours of news broadcast. That's all we ever knew about him, and that's all that. Even though Eric Larson always knew his origin, in his mind he wasn't going to reveal it. He was just going to let it be sort of a mystery to to the readers. Um, and then when the image 10th anniversary came up. They agreed to bring back all of the original image creators and come out with this image 10th anniversary book. Uh, so Eric wanted to do something special, you know, like he wanted this to be a big deal. And he always, you know, he always maintained, usually I think he was publisher at the time that this issue was uh, was published. He always maintained an executive role at, at Image. Um, not always, not in the very beginning, but for the past like 20 years, he's been usually an executive of some kind, whether it's publisher or um, whatever, executive director. I don't know. He's had a few different roles. Um, But he really wanted this to be a special book. Um, So he decided to actually just write the origin of Savage Dragon as an issue and say, like, this book is so special. If you're going to go, you know, if you're going to go refine out the origin, you got to go buy this image hardcover book. All sounds great, right? All sounds like a great way to promote the 10th anniversary of image. The reason Eric did the origin story is because he wanted something special, but he wanted something out of time. He didn't want something that had to fit into the current storylines. Why? Because he's a smart man, actually, and he knew that based on his years of working with his image co-creators, that sometimes one or two of these guys might not always be on time with their work. So he wanted something that he could write and it would be important, but that he wouldn't, if, if it didn't come out on, on time, it wouldn't mess up any storylines he had going. So that's why the origin story actually did make a lot of sense. And Eric Larson couldn't have been more prescient on this because yes, sure enough, none of the creators had their stories on time. This book didn't come out for like three or four years. So finally, Eric Larson just said, screw this. I wrote this story. I drew this story. I'm releasing this as, as Savage Dragon episode zero or issue zero here we go episodes issues i think he did i think he waited till that 10th anniversary special finally came out and i think it was more like a 14 or 15 year anniversary by that point but by that point he didn't want to have to make people go buy this book that was years late so he separately published it as his own origin story uh that is my setup do you have anything else to say about eric larson about savage dragon why don't you just give me your sort of As someone who didn't grow up reading this like me, who wasn't even freaking born yet when I started reading it, based on the exposure you've had to Savage Dragon uh, solely through this podcast, how interested are you in the character? How interested are you in even finding out his origin?
3: You know, when we went ahead and covered the first volume back in 2020, that was the first time I had ever read a Savage Dragon comic. I, I remember growing up as a kid, you go to the toy store and they actually had a lot of image figures. They had Super Patriot. They had um, Spawn, of course, through McFarlane Toys, which as an adult, I'm still spending money on McFarlane's statues and stuff. And then hey, you bud. have Savage Dragon. Hey, bud. buy my stuff, bud. You see how articulate it is? You can bend <laughs> his fingers. Well, I'm Yell gonna boys. keep spending money on all that, but um, you know, one, if these guys are so late with their comics, imagine what their refrigerators are like. They must have stuff <laughs> from the late '80s still in the back of their fridge Ugh. right now. Oh, Secondly, the
2: rotisserie, the Costco rotisserie chicken, and stuffed in the back.
3: Yeah, all the all the jars of sauce that have like quickly like separated. <laughs> so it's like just disgusting it's a wmd in the making it's funny
2: because i've literally seen everything we're describing in my own fridge
3: so yeah i understand did did image do the issue zero thing before dc did it with zero hour or was it dc who did it and then they kind of made the whole issue zero thing popular
2: zero hour well no zero hour actually was like 94 I feel like it was an image thing, an image or even a Valiant thing, because I never heard of issue zeros before Image started putting them out.
3: But I'm yeah, not sure if they did more before a, Valiant or not. Shoot. What's their what's their uh, superhero team? Which one? Ah, shit. It's the Young one that. Blood? Yeah. Youngblood. Youngblood had an issue zero that I yeah. think came out in 94. And that Which was I'm supposed pretty sure to be, I have. That was supposed to come out with like all the special previews and stuff that they mm-hmm. did. Yeah, but those issue because now zeros, they do issue zeros just just for fun now. Now they're not yeah, special. Yeah, they're just like a whatever. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean issue zeros were originally supposed to be like, all right, here's the here's the sort of behind the scenes story we didn't get to see in the regular series. Here's the secret origin, but they often fell flat and were often not as important. And and I will say this issue zero is not throwaway. It is definitely it is just straightforward. This is
3: essential reading right here.
2: It really is. And what I like about this too is you. You could never read this issue 0 and you will find out Savage Dragon's origin within the context of the, of the story eventually. You find it out in the same real time as he finds it out. So I think eventually when I return to Savage Dragon, I'll probably look at that that issue where he where he actually finds out what we're going to find out. So this issue is really just the reader learning Savage Dragon's origin. Savage yeah. Dragon himself is still an amnesiac, and you know he doesn't know his own origin until he finds it out in the context of the story. So that being said, it is now time to dive into the very first reissued issue. Reissued issue? Is that working? Reissue we're the these? sheet sounds.
3: Reissued issue sounds good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's go with that.
2: It's Savage Dragon number zero, written by Eric Larson, drawn by Eric Larson, inked by Eric Larson. In fact, this is the point in time where Eric Larson was doing almost everything on his book except the colors and the lettering. Lettering by Chris Eliopoulos. At one point, he did everything except the colors. He actually even took over the lettering at one point, um, but that became too much. But Eric Larson is is insane in that way. So God bless the letters. We start off with a splash page. We see a big splash page of our hero, our known hero, at least as we know him, the dragon. Uh, He says, kill them, kill them all. No context. And and uh, then this issue is called The Way It Was. So we hit over to the next page, big double splash page, and we just hear another voice. Yes, we we, we, we can't do that. And we just see a large ship, uh, like a giant spaceship, really different than like, this is not your galactic empire type spaceship. It's actually like, it looks like a big hunk of rock and with like a battle axe through it. Uh, it's really, uh, what one thing I really love about Eric Larson is he always, even when he's Telling something in a in a typical scene or or something something we've seen a million times. Yes, we've seen a spaceship hovering over Earth in a million different times, but I've never seen it look like this. Eric Larson always finds a way to take something familiar and put his own sort of unique spin on it. So uh, that's just what stands out to me with this this kind of giant splash page uh, showing this ship hovering over Earth. And then we find out we cut to see our, our hero, Savage Dragon, but he looks he looks somewhat different. Do you notice anything different about the way uh, the way Savage Dragon is sort of sort of dressed up here? <laughs> uh it looks like he's part of some military or something. Something like that. Yeah. Something he's, like that. He's got this crazy necklace
3: on these. He's not black a cop uniform. Pants. He's got this weird like crotch piece <laughs> on it with some yeah, kind. I didn't know if I wanted to bring attention to that, but yeah, no, that's uh <laughs> that's a banana hammock right there. He's got a a banana hammock that is made out of some space metal
2: of some kind. Um, and, And we see right off the bat, this is definitely not, while it appears to be the same character that we've known through, at this point, 10, 12 years of the comic, it is certainly not the same character in terms of personality. I think you could even just tell by, especially on the next page, by the up close of his face, like, this is an evil motherfucker. This is a bad motherfucker. Uh, this guy don't give a fuck. He wants people to follow his command. He even says, are you questioning my command? And you see these kind of scrawnier looking uh, aliens. They have the same fin, uh, but they look more like regular humans, not not so muscly. And they're saying, but, but Sire, we, we can't, you can't mean that, we, we, we can't, we can't kill. We don't kill people. That's not what we do. Um, and Dragon says, this is not a democracy wreck. And basically, these two guys, these two scientist guys are sort of his lead advisors, as we learn here. And they're saying, like, look, sire, we can't. Our law forbids us. It, 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 our, our beliefs, our religion, our way of life, it forbids us from doing what you're saying. And we're, we're kind of putting this together because we've already seen that it's Earth. It doesn't take long to realize this character, this guy who we know as Dragon anyway, he wants to kill everyone on Earth. And these two scientist guys are sort of trying to talk him out of it. They're like, you got to be reasonable. There's got to be another way, uh, another world. There's billions of people living here already. There's billions of inhabitants and, you know, we, we need to find a world that's our own world that we can just, you know, kind of show up. And so, this, from just this one page, we're, we've learned that this is sort of a, a space faring race of aliens that are looking for their uh, a home planet for for whatever reason. We don't really get that backstory. Maybe that'll be Savage Dragon 00. zero. That'll be released in a few years. Where, negative zero. <laughs> negative zero, where we learn the whole origin uh, of this race. And Savage Dragon says, I'm well aware of our prophecies, Weco. It's Weco and Wreck. Am I not the crowned head of state? Am I not the monarch, your emperor? This world is ideal. I want it. Our search ends here. So clearly, this is a, a completely different Damn. personality. This motherfucker is an emperor. He is the emperor, the the sole director. Like he said, this is not a democracy. The sole leader of this alien race. And these two guys, uh, wreck and what are their names again? Wreck and whatever. Um, they are basically making, continuing to make this argument. Look, these are intelligent being, these are, this is not a, a primitive species. You gotta be reasonable. There's gotta be another way. We can't just go terminate an intelligent race like this. And he's like, what, why, what makes you think we have the right to do that? And Savage Dragon, this is the up close where you really see how like evil this character is. He says, because I say so. And then they both go. Well, yes, there there is that. <laughs> so it's not just
3: a codpiece; it's the royal codpiece. It is the royal
2: codpiece, and so um, this character at some point we'll find out who he is. His name is Emperor Kerr. Uh, he just kind of storms off and says, "Look, figure it out. We figure out the best way to take care of these uh, these these people, and we'll look, go take over the planet." And uh, these two like scientist guys they look at each other like, "Well, what do we do now?" And they they have this conversation where they say, you know, this is where they call him Emperor Kerr. They're like like Emperor Kerr is adamant. You know, he's yeah." I'm too anxious for this this quest uh, to come to an end. Like uh, we've been searching for generations, we find out generations they've been searching for the perfect world. Remzo just fell out of his seat. I just
3: dropped something big.
2: Um, see, we're doing we do it live. Pal. Do it live. We do it raw. Be it, it's so freeing because back in the day, I'd be like, "Oh God, I got to edit that noise out." No, not anymore. No, it's a new world, like, baby. fuck it,
3: make all the noise. Exactly. Well, don't make the noise, but you know what? Does I mean. my phone still work? Yes, it does. And, we're and, good.
2: And these two guys are going back and forth. They're like, you know, the world is ideal in many ways. You know, it's got edible food. It's got structures we can use, all this. Um, But these people are very intelligent. So they're trying to come up with a plan. Like, how can we convince... Emperor Kerr, not to kill these people. Like, obviously, he's much stronger than us. He's the leader of this, but this really goes against our, our morality. And then, um, one of these alien guys says, "You know, we have their broadcasts. We, 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 we intercepted all their transmissions. We could show him what they're capable of. Show them the the beauty, and uh, you know, the MTV. beauty." And- How intelligent, yeah, show them MTV, show them how intelligent they are. Some Michael Jackson videos or what have you. And they say, look, well, Emperor Kerr, he refuses to watch the broadcast. And they say, okay, well, what if we what if we brought a human here? We could show him how similar they are to us. And he said, and they look and he's like, look, we have our orders. Um, Emperor Kerr wants all the land, all the animals, all the dwellings, everything intact, but he wants us to kill all the people. And, you know, they're, they're, but while they're sort of planning how to do this, they're also sort of planning how not to do this. They're like, look, we can't let him succeed. We need a contingency plan. They say if Emperor Kerr cannot be made to come to ascent, his sentence, drastic measures may need to be taken. If the choice is made, I'd rather have the blood of a single man on my hands, the chosen one or not, than that of the inhabitants of an entire world. We then cut to a scene where Emperor Kerr is addressing his people and he's saying, Look, a new home has finally been found. This is exciting times. And this is where we learn a little bit more about what Dragon is, what Emperor Kerr is. He is, yes, he's a member of this race, but he's a special member. He's what's known as a chosen one. He has special powers. And his argument he says, Look, this planet is perfect. This planet is awesome. It's going to be a new home for us. The only problem is, There's all these. There's this primitive race. He calls it a primitive race. He's kind of trying to downplay it. He's like, "There's this primitive race here. Um, Honestly, there, you're. We're not going to survive this thing." He's like, "Look, I'm a chosen one. I could survive there. I could survive amongst this primitive primitive race. But if we all go there, you don't have the kind of powers I do. You guys are going to get killed and overrun by this race. So, it's it's not exactly what we wanted to do, but." with the circumstances being what they may, I've decided to eradicate the creatures that live on this planet. So he basically spins this in in sort of the, the nicest way he possibly can. And you don't really get here too much reaction uh, from the crowd. Um, they're just kind of, like, standing there stunned. So it seems like, similarly to these other two scientists, like... the. The rest of this race is kind of appalled at what Emperor Kerr is planning to do here, uh, to wipe out an entire race just to go take over this planet. Although, I don't know, man. If I'm Emperor Kerr and I've been I've been, if I've been in this ship for generations, I might, I might be ready to, to wipe out whatever races If you too. want
3: a case to eliminate humanity, go to any golden corral in America. Yeah. Uh,
2: if only he could have showed up in 2020. You know, We could have really showed him how, how bad things can get. He probably just sort of turned right around. Like, what? They're yelling about masks? What? I'm not these I'm not going pe- here. These
3: people don't deserve to live.
2: I am not dealing with Karens. Um, then we cut back to these two scientists. I do like, by the way, one of these scientists, um, he's wearing like a Shazam t-shirt with the Thunderbolt the other way. Uh, Eric Larson being a huge Shazam fan, so he often sneaks, uh, sneaks little Shazam references into a lot of his works. Um, they it seems they do have a human there. So they've actually captured a human. They've actually done some, they did I guess I guess an alien abduction. And they're even further, these two scientists, they're further saying, Look, look, these, these human beings are they're practically identical to us. He's like, the only difference is we have a fucking we're green skin and this fit in our head. Like we're basically the same thing. Um we're we're virtually indistinguishable. And they and they say, Well, look, Emperor Kerr would say otherwise, you know. His fervor continues to grow. These past few cycles have had him growing increasingly manic. Um, I fear reason is lost on him. So um, I imagine and what we kind of learn from this dialogue is that Emperor Kerr is kind of like a mad emperor, but he's been going more and more mad, probably with the increased frustration of not finding a planet, having to live in this stupid ship or what have you. And they say, look, we need a contingency plan we need cuz he's the chosen one our race can our can only be led by a chosen one so if we're going to if we're going to subvert this guy if we're going to find a way to take him out we need a successor um so she call he calls in his daughter Gita our salvation and Gita is in this uh this little getup with these like weird things on her these weird metal nipple things on her as well as her own sort of a a royal concubine codpiece as well um basically the plan is they're going to have This guy's daughter, Gita, go bang Emperor Kerr so that they have a successor that she will be gestating in her body. Uh, And then um, and then from there, they can, I guess, do whatever they got to do here and they'll still have a new chosen one to lead the race. So that's about a coup d'etat. Yeah, so that is their their plan. We then cut to Dragon beating up one of his underlings. Um, he's saying, my power is absolute. My command is not to be questioned. Uh, so this is kind of his thing. He just sort of He's just becoming more and more manic, beating his servants and whatnot. And then uh, Gita comes in. He says, Emperor Kerr, I desire you. Lie with me. And then Dragon, or Kerr, whatever, says, you know not what risks you take, woman. And she says, take them, I shall, nonetheless. And then when we cut to the next page. This is what I love about Eric Larson. He... He has a way to really set some things up and then just like shock you with the twist on the next page. So when you turn the page, we see a bloody dragon with limbs and blood all over this room of this Gita. So he, and in fairness, he did warn her that there were some risks. There was consent. <laughs> there was consent. And that's all that matters, right? You know. The libertarians out there, they must agree. She contractually, uh, verbally agreed to take upon all the risks of this act. So I don't actually feel bad for her that much. Uh, no, I do. She's been completely mauled, completely bloody. It is, it is violent, and it really goes to show, again, how different this character is than the dragon we've come to know. Uh, the dragon we've come to know has gotten violent in self-defense, has done horrific things to other characters when he's had to. This is on, like, a Saddam Hussein level. I'm not even. sure. I think Saddam Hussein would be absolutely appalled, appalled by this. Personally, um, don't don't ever talk smack about Saddam Hussein like that to me. Uh, but um, and it's and Kerr says a reboot like those before her. This woman's fragile body was ill suited for the task. So we find out uh, he's done this before. He's been raping and killing people. But it's you like know, that chick was basic. He's got chosen one energy. You know, he's he's been doing semen or re- chosen one semen retention. So <laughs> when this thing G O E When this thing goes, it goes. And now these two scientists come in. I guess they were just in the room already. I don't know. Were they watching the whole time? I'm not really sure. And uh, I think it's Wreck. I can't keep track of which is which. Says you. You killed her. And he he, he says, "Well, she came to me. I warned her of the perils." And in his defense, that's true. This 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 happened.
3: He did hey, warn if her. If you go in the Harvey Weinstein's <laughs> hotel room to be in a movie, you know mm-hmm. what the price is. Yes, you've been warned of the
2: perils, as Emperor yeah. Kerr w- would say. He he simply says, "Dispose of her remains while I cleanse myself. The sight of them <laughs> sickens me." <laughs> and I, I just love how different this character is than than Dragon. You know, it really shows that whatever ends up happening to him to make him our Dragon. This is not that guy. This couldn't be any further. This would be that guy's worst enemy, um, biggest enemy he'd be trying to take out. And this is when the scientists, they're just like, look, he's a monster. He tore this woman limb from limb. Generations of chosen ones have planted their seed without this carnage. So I guess we've learned, yeah, others have been born with normal sex that didn't involve ripping them all to limbs. So clearly this is not just what all chosen ones have to do. This is him just continuing to lose his mind and become absolutely manic. And he says, look, did you hear? There were others who preceded Gita, others who met the same fate. He's like, you are still here. I should butcher you for your sluggishness. Emperor yells yells at them as they, as they literally like pick up. Her.
1: The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what Hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com.
3: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but
0: he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com
3: or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.
2: Her like her like legs, like to, just to, to try to carry her little her body parts out of here. And he says, Were you not my best hope for ridding that planet of the vermin, I'd have your hides for my bed cover. Be gone. And they say, "What now, Waco?" And Wreck says, "Or no, it's a, Waco says. Well, now, Wreck, now we have a chance. So he's he's seen something in this body that that we're carrying out. He's like, "What chance? We've delayed Emperor Kerr beyond his breaking point. It's only a matter of hours before he comes for us. If we have accomplished nothing, we will die at his hands, and the earth will follow." But and he says, "Look, look, Wreck. All hope is not lost. It is as I surmise. A seed was planted. So he did manage, while raping and killing Gizgita, he did manage." To fertilize an egg so rex says we now have an heir and then he says so all that remains that yes all that remains is we have to take emperor kerr out so now they have they've taken this to the next level they are not going to allow this genocide to occur they just needed to have this heir who is now implanted in this egg or what have you who can rise up and be the new chosen one and now they are sort of now they have that they are free to take out emperor kerr And they said it has been said that Emperor Kerr was meant to protect his rule by refusing to sire one who could be his successor. So this was kind of Emperor Kerr's backup plan. The reason he raped and murdered uh, every woman is because he did not want to have um, uh, an an extent of kin because in this religion, only a chosen one can lead the people. So if he never produced an heir... They can never do what they now want to do, which is take him out. Uh, so they've kind of found found the way. And they say, uh, I think it's Rick. Rick, we kill. I can't take, keep track of these guys. All
3: these green alien people look alike.
2: Indeed. He says this will be his undoing. He says, do you hear that? You're going to save our world. He says, once we prove that intelligent life does exist on this planet, Emperor Kerr will lose his support. So now it's a now it's a PR battle. They're going to sort of pitch the intelligence of these creatures using this, this guy they kidnapped um, to the other inhabitants. That's the plan anyway. So Emperor Kerr comes on up and they're saying, look, we got your weapon ready. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. Kill everybody. And he says, well, look, Weco, and they, this is these other guys. They have another weapon. This is so I guess he's been using different plans here. And he says, the look, Weco and Rick are not the sole means by which we can accomplish our goal. This method will not be as clean as I'd hope, but for the end result will be the same, the same. The primitives will be eliminated. So basically, they're going to use this giant weapon to just, I guess, microwave the earth and, uh, and kill everybody while still somehow uh, leaving the animals alive. And then we see this other chick, this Lorelia. He says, who are you to question the role of our su- 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 Supreme Commander? After, after she was questioning, she said, you know, wh- why put a time limit on their success? She's trying to buy them more time. I think this is actually the daughter of one of the scientists. She's like, you know, why, why, why not give them more time? You know, we've been, we've been traveling space for generations. Um, there's plenty of time here. She says, look, I don't mean to speak out of turn, but you got to agree in the long run, there's no need for it to waste everything on this planet. It's better suited for our needs. Just wait a few days. What's the deal? And he says, look, come with me. I will demonstrate what difference even a few hours can make in one's life. So as uh, and so he's obviously going to bring her to, you know, the little little rapey, rapey pillage time um, when the scientists come up and they're like, hey, hey, we're back. We're here. We got we're 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 ready. We got our plan. And they're saying, well, what is this? And he, they're still trying to sort of pitch this to Emperor Kerr. They're like, look, it's a human being, Emperor Kerr, one of these so-called vermin whom you would have us murder. And they say biologically they're nearly indistinguishable from our people. These are not creatures you have painted them to be. They're intelligent, caring, nurturing beings. And curses. Where did w- they go for that? <coughs> yeah, I don't know what 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 they happen to what <coughs> what transmissions they happen to come across, PBS or something like that. He says this is what you have been doing rather than following my orders. This experiment. He pulls this human out of this like thing and just rips him in half. <laughs> he says, "Let me show you my experiment. I can do an experiment too." And he fucking eats this guy he like eats the there's a big crunch and he takes a giant bite out of this human he's like all right there's my experiment. So anyway, uh, so he's just he's just not having any of their plans. He has one plan only, that is to rave and pillage every female alien woman and then kill everybody on Earth so he never has an heir and can just take over this planet. He says, look, if you want to prove your case, you're making a pitiful, pitiful, pitiful show of it. This human didn't last two seconds against me. Uh, he says, and now he's hunting them down. He's like, actually, he's like, you can't hide from me. I can smell you. He's, uh, he's actually looking for this Lorelia now. He's like, you're not getting out of a, out of a sexy, sexy pillage time. And then just as he is searching for her, you hear a little, well, you hear, you see a sound. Eric Larson is really good at, like, doing visual representations of sound. It's a scratch, And then we look over and the next page, we see... Savage Dragon has been shot. He has been, or Emperor Kerr has been shot in the brain. He's got a big hole in his head now, and he's saying, "Is that any way to treat a chosen one?" And they say, "Don't move, Emperor." And so they're they're going for it now. They're just like, "We we're gonna, we gotta take him out. Uh, we've we've done everything we can. He ate this human alive. That that pushed him too far. Mofo's gotta go." He, he throws Lorelia at uh, at Rec or Waco, whichever one he is. It's treachery. I'll kill you. Kill you all. This world will be mine and you see, like, a shaka-daka-daka. It seems like they're kind of, they're they're shooting him with something as the there's the gun right to his head and he gets blasted right in the skull. Um, So that now they're kind of recuperating from this and they're saying, he'll live. Of course he'll live. The missing parts of his brain are already regenerating themselves. So this is where we learn more about the regenerative powers of the Chosen One. They have destroyed... So he's really,
3: like, because we've seen Dragon in other stories get, like, really screwed up. But he's yes. got, like, full, like, Wolverine Deadpool healing going on.
2: Yeah, he's, he's definitely at that level, if not More so. Um, and you know, he so basically they blew out his brain, so his brain was kind of like a blank slate, but now it's already regenerating. So they're like, look, he has no memory of his life, nor should he, you know, this is a a fresh brain here. Um, just like if he, you know, grew a fresh arm or a fresh leg, he's growing a fresh brain. And I said, Well, there's great risk here. Like, if his memory was to return, and they're saying, Well, I don't see how like it's just a void and, and pure, like a newborn baby, and they're saying, Well, that part of his brain may now be empty, but it soon shall not. Emperor Kurt never watched the broadcast we intercepted. So, you know, let those five days worth of satellite feeds be his new memory. So now what they do, they take the five days of satellite feeds and they basically zap it into Savage Dragon's brain. Now, this explains in his origin in the book when they find him on Earth in this burning field. It's not that he has he has no personal memories, but he knows everything he knows about Earth. He knows, he knows about current events. He knows world history. And so that's 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 basically the explanation for this. They blasted the five days of, of transmissions into his brain, radio, TV, everything. And that's what he knows about the world. So that explains why he knows everything about Earth, um, why he knows current events, why he can reference pop culture, but he doesn't have any memories of himself because that was what was wiped away uh, when they destroyed the Emperor Kerr personality by blowing up his brain. Before I go further, Remzo... What are just your initial thoughts here on 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 this the contrast of this Emperor Kerr character with the dragon uh, we sort of had known and loved up to this point?
3: You know this this couldn't be a, a far more different character, and there's something special about uh, Kirkman deciding. No, I'm sorry, Larson deciding to, um, you know. Release this so many years later because if we had seen this earlier on if this was like a true issue zero this was like the real origin story at the beginning of the series you know i don't think it would have felt as impactful as it is now because we've gotten to know savage dragon the hero the cop the good guy the guy who likes humanity who wants to do things now to have all that and then contrast them with this it's it's shocking for sure
2: yeah, absolutely. It's it's far more effective. Like if this was just an episode, ah, here we go. Episodes, issues, issues, and episodes. If this was just an issue one, if this was our introduction to the character from the get-go, or if they did an episode, an issue zero right away, it wouldn't have been nearly as effective because we would have nothing to contrast it with. In fact, I think it would have really hurt our perception of the character because we would have this emperor occur in mind the whole time. So we'd be like, well, who cares what happens to this guy? This guy's a piece of shit. Instead, we spent really... Ten, but it ended up being more like twelve, thirteen years getting to see the goodness of the dragon character. Um, so that is who we associate with. To us, this is this is the outlier, but this is the real him. This is the real character that he originally was. So I think doing it in this way, I know it wasn't Eric Larson's original plan, but it really it really does work during this way. And and the, the scientists, uh, Rake and Weko, they continue. I say I, I still don't trust it. You know, we we need to remove him as we had originally planned. the The risk is too great. There are too many lives at stake. Like he's arguing to just kill this guy, and he's like, like, dude, we can't kill him. He's a fucking chosen one. Like he keeps regenerating, regenerating. They're saying, like, this this anesthesia won't last long. In a matter of minutes, his body will adjust and he'll be able to breathe again. I'm cutting into his lower quarters right now. So basically, what they do, they decide to give him a vasectomy, and but instead of cutting this thing because it would simply regenerate just like any other part of his body. They don't want him to be able to reproduce and create another chosen one and continue to just this, this line of terror. Um, So instead they basically just tie him off. So since they tie off his vast deferens or whatever it may be, it doesn't need to heal. It doesn't regenerate as it would if they blew him off. And this actually ties into regular dragon lore as well. Yeah, he says I'll clap it and tie it, um, you know. And they, they do. The uh, Eric even puts this line in here. The one scientist says, barring the lower body, uh, the lower portion of his body being completely torn apart and regenerated, this should prevent Emperor Kerr from pr- reproducing any further offspring. Now, of course, we know in the current Savage Dragon comic, the main character is Dragon's son, Malcolm Dragon, uh, who has lived so long he's actually I think he's like twenty years old in the comic, and this comic takes place in real time. So I think, and we already knew before this that he had that he had sired this child, although I don't. I'm not sure if Dragon is aware that his kid is still alive at this point. There's a lot, a lot going on here. Um, but they do explain it because originally they said, like, oh, Dragon, I can't I can't get anybody pregnant. And then in the comic, just as they're describing here, his entire lower lower half gets blown off and regenerated. And that's when he gets Rapture pregnant after they thought he couldn't get anyone pregnant. So they probably went. Right? Right. And then he thought he couldn't get anyone pregnant. This leads into a big storyline where he doesn't believe Rapture because Rapture says it's his baby. And he's like, dude, you're a whore. Like, I don't believe Bitch, you. I ain't mine
3: yeah. put me but on Maury.
2: It turned out it was his, and it is all explained by this scene where he sets it up and, you know, it explains why he, he originally could not reproduce, but then it took blowing his entire um, lower half off and completely regenerating his dragon penis and dragon testicles that he was now able to go ahead and impregnate Rapture, which led to malcolm dragon being the titular character today what do you think about that that's you didn't for think you, you were
3: getting a sex education talk today but there you are no, that's you did what's, that's what's great about the show you can sit down with your
2: son your daughter what have you uh you know learn about some comics and get a, a human biology explanation at the same time an alien You're biology welcome explanation. folks yes that's why we're here for educational purposes So that's the plan. They're like, my daughter will be the mother of the next emperor. It wouldn't do having any more chosen ones running around. So what we also learn here, and I I don't remember if this aspect... I think it is I think it does come back when Savage dragon actually when this whole Emperor Kerr storyline comes back up but I don't recall I'm, I'm actually working my way back through the dragon series uh, so I'm I'll, I'll let you know because I think when I get to this I'll probably want to review that that part on the show but I'm like 60 or 70 episodes uh, episodes 60 or 70 issues, issues from where that happens I don't Welcome remember to if,
3: SPC re episode yeah I'm not sure <laughs> if they bring
2: <laughs> re-episoded I'm not sure if they bring back that this the fact that there was another kid that was being gestated in, in this daughter so uh. I guess I'll report back when we get there. Give me something. Spoiler alert for books I've already read. Basically, where are the um, odds
3: he's forgotten about this though? Who? Eric? Yeah.
2: No, not at all. Eric doesn't forget anything. Like I, I will say, he is he is the king of his own continuity like there is nothing forgotten. He puts, he'll put in some little character that's like in one scene and one panel. And then 23 years later, that character shows up and it connects the scene together. And he's so good about referencing his own continuity, almost to the point that it could become hard to follow the book because there's so much continuity reference, but he's also very good about recapping and he, he doesn't just toss things out there. He usually says like, Oh yeah, I remember when this thing happened. And then, you know, he'll even do the classic Marvel. This is, this happened way back in Savage Dragon episode, you know, issue number two, episode issue. Uh, number twenty three or whatever it is. So uh, other writers, I would say, but uh, possibly they forgot about it. No way. And Eric Larson doesn't put lines like this in chance. He, he puts this stuff in there in there for a reason. So uh, if it was just about anyone else, if it was Tom King, yeah, Tom King would have would have moved on by now. Um, and
3: they said, Seven's dragon would be cutting himself. Basically
2: they're looking at this as containment. They're like, if we just wipe his brain clean, put him on earth, he'll have all these nice memories at earth. It'll be a place he likes a place he tries to protect. And he'll just forget that there was this whole alien race that he was the emperor of. And we can just go on, give birth to the new chosen one, go find a new planet where we don't need to kill the entire race. Um, he says he's more likely at home on Earth with the memories have implanted, and if you were to stay here, this whole operation may very well backfire, which is a good point. And eventually, when he does recover his Emperor Kerr memory, things do get things do get haywire, but that's a whole other storyline that uh, is interesting in and of itself. They said Emperor Kerr has the records and the mind scans that he could access, and we can't risk him restoring his memory. The risk is too great. Which really d- just goes to say, like, the only other thing you could maybe flaw you could put in this is, why don't they just completely annihilate his body? But I guess these these chosen ones are so powerful that maybe if there's even one cell of him remaining, it's going to regenerate.
3: And I mean, why not just toss him in the sun or something? Yeah.
2: They'll Well, that look, look the, this, the whole thing with these guys is they're they're humane. You know, they don't want to kill other people. So maybe maybe their their religion is so strong that like they don't even want to kill Emperor Kerr if there's another option. So they oh, man, found they're this like
3: space Buddhists.
2: Yeah, something like that. So they're like, "Uh, can you operate this thing, Rick? He's like, yeah, I've seen Bosco. I love these alien names. Bosco, the alien. I've seen Bosco operate it a thousand times. First of all, if you've seen a guy named Bosco operate something, I'm just telling you, you don't want to follow a guy named Bosco. That's all. I don't care. Or That's not? That's
3: not a trustworthy name. No, it sounds it's just like a it's guy just from not. New Jersey who's about to sell me something broken or something. I, I seen. I take. seen
2: Bosco use this transporters a million times. How hard could it be? So he's like, all right, and he's like hitting the. Now he's getting frustrated because it's like not working. And I think they're worried that Dragon's going to like come back and be Emperor Kerr again. So they're getting really nervous. And and Wreck is like, don't know. Waco is like, don't pound on the controls, Wreck. This is delicate machinery. He's like, we don't have time. Emperor Kerr could be revived at any second. So he's just like jamming the buttons and we see the Jap. seems to shoot dragon down to earth and he says it's done in a matter of seconds any record of what transpired will be destroyed goodbye Waco and then he says goodbye Rec. I go now to join Gita and
3: they blow themselves up so uh, this is I, how they it back. They're space Muslims. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. They Well, they didn't they didn't blow themselves up in, in to, to take anyone else out. But uh so because they can't regenerate, it was fine to kill themselves. They want no one to know this ever happened. They don't want anyone to know. So, no, so I don't know what the re- the rest of them, what the rest of this alien race thinks happened to ever occur. Uh, that that part's confusing. Yeah. And, I'm not, and I'm not sure who's. I'm not sure how this Lorelia is going to know that she's carrying the dragon baby. I think this actually does get addressed in the comic. It's been like eight years since I read. So uh, I will circle back on all this stuff. But now we cut to the spaceship. Oh, they're going to answer all this stuff. That's right. They answered all this stuff for me. Eric Larson never leaves anything unturned. So now we see Lorelia uh, addressing the people. They said, Emperor Kerr is dead. Wreck and Waco as well. I am told the Emperor's last request was that we abandon this planet and continue our search elsewhere. Um, he says that... uh. They, the inhabitants were discovered to be way more intelligent than we than we we were led to believe. Uh, so consequently, this planet, Those suitable for our needs, can never be our home. Uh, Waco's daughter, Gita, helped conceive Emperor Kerr's offspring. Then the new Chosen One will bring peace and harmony to us all. Let us continue our quest and bow our heads in prayer for those whose lives were lost in search for our new home. They will be missed as we see this ship moving away from the Earth, moving along, as we see our last panel, which is the body of Emperor Kerr, known to us affectionately as Dragon, in a burning field, and this is the exact same panel that issue number one picks up with. Remzo, now that you've seen it all, now that you have it all laid out for you, what do you
3: think of the origin of Savage Dragon? What do you think of the way this was revealed? I'm shook, for one. And secondly, that is some hardcore shit. That is really hardcore. I don't know how else to put it. This is totally not what I expected. I expected something gruesome. I expected it to definitely pay off after more than a decade of people really wondering why. But, you know, I've, I've kept a lot of this from myself. I didn't want to spoil it for myself as we've been going through things. This was um, this was awesome. Yeah, this is this is as like wild as an origin story can possibly get for a character. And it was all contained in one issue. You didn't need like five, six, seven parts. This is it. And I think that's good because it allows a really good contrast to the decades worth of Savage Dragon stories that had come out prior.
2: Yeah, and he, he manages to do it in a way that it's completely consistent with everything we've seen to this point. It's not rewriting anything. It makes complete sense with everything we saw. I mean, it, I do believe he always knew this origin. He just wasn't sure if he actually wanted to put it on print or if he, th- he just thought it would be more interesting to keep it a mystery. And for a long time, I, I embraced the fact that this I was never going to know Dragon's origin You know, back in the day, back before I, I this all happened. Um, <clears throat> way yonder back. But I I think it did really work out well, especially we'll get your opinion. We'll circle back. I'm going to at some point down the road here have you read um, the section of the Dragon book where this all sort of comes to a head. And the Emperor, her character, actually does reemerge into Dragon after a series of events. And that's when that basically ends up leading to what will eventually lead to the downfall of Dragon. But, I mean, this is a 40-50 issue arc here so uh it's 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 a it's quite a big one but the reveal is interesting and uh and i I think knowing the stories that it did set up i I, i'm glad that he did reveal it in this way it wouldn't have made as much sense to reveal it this way as just a regular issue. So it kind of just works as its own standalone thing that you can grab. And that luckily you don't have to track down this image 10th anniversary, which came out 13 years after the company was founded uh, to find it. I'm glad he decided to just put this out as its own issue. And uh, you know, Eric Larson, if there's one thing Eric Larson knows it's how slow and late his fellow image founders can be. Um, So he planned, he planned for that and he ended up turning this into what became a really important story. I mean, now I think once he revealed this, I think he realized this kind of opened up a lot of storyline, possibilities. he has got to some follow-up. Yeah. Once it was out there and he, he does follow up and there are certainly seeds planted. What I like is there are seeds planted for what we've seen already. There's, there's things that explain things we've already seen about the dragon from the, the transmissions, the, the fertility thing, and there's seeds planted for the future. There's seeds planted that we could even go back to. And I wouldn't be surprised if Eric did go back to this stuff at some point if he ever writes another issue. Um, so that being said, well, I guess we're going to, I guess we should rate this as, as a solo issue. I guess we should do that. So I'm going to be more biased. I'm an, cause I'm a Larson Stan. Uh, what's your rating? Give me a, give me a rating and review for this thing.
3: I think and and you know I want to be consistent with how I've done it for the other savage dragon episodes I mean the artwork is always just that classic larson it's it might just be because it's not always my favorite but I do really admire it. I'm giving it a four out of five and I'm also gonna go ahead and give it a four out of five for story um, of course something else falls um, <laughs> so I'm You're giving it I'm giving it a, an eight out of ten for for my score I think you know a b plus this is this is good. You get everything you need. It's a good self-contained issue. I didn't feel like I needed more. I felt like uh, you know it, it gave me just enough to to be good. So I'm giving it. I'm giving it an eight out of ten.
2: All right. Well, I'm going to give it the old Mark Claire, Eric Larson bias bump. There. I am a, a total sucker for Eric Larson's art. I'm going to give the art a four point five, and I'll stick with you. Uh, Fuck it. I'm going I'm to be fully biased because I'm going to give it a 4.5 on the writing too. These are just my 0. 0.5 upgrades because I'm more biased towards Eric Larson, towards Dragon stuff. But but I really do like that the writing, it's not just a, a good self-contained story. It ties into the past. It ties into the future. It plants seed seeds, and it's succinct. We don't get more than seeds we need. Were planted. Yeah, seeds were definitely, multiple seeds were planted, Um it's not more than it needs to be. It doesn't, it's not a 64 page special. We don't need the history of fucking Waco and Raco and wake and all these other aliens. They don't we just, need
3: spinoffs. We don't right. need anything else.
2: We just get right to the point. Here's his origin and we're going to end it on the exact same panel we pick up off. Uh, and it just, it just works great. It works great. I think it works much better as, as, as sort of retroactively finding this out about the character. I don't think it would have worked well, as we said earlier, as like an issue one, uh, cause then it's like, okay, so there's this evil guy and I'm supposed to, he's supposed to be my hero for the rest of the series, but it works great when we've seen 10 to 13 years of dragon being this selfless, heroic, uh, kind, caring character. And then seeing the contrast of who he really is, it just adds so much more depth to the character. Um, and you could have continued the whole run without ever knowing this origin, but it's kind of nice to finally get to, to stick with the character for this long and get the payoff, get the payoff of, okay, I finally get to find out the mystery. I can see that. Yeah, yeah and especially I, I do think it's interesting that he revealed this only to the reader. So meanwhile, in storyline for, I'm not sure how much longer, but it's a significant amount of time. We The readers, I mean, Dragon and other characters, they still, they're living in the same world. They have no idea about They didn't buy Savage Dragon at issue zero or anything like that. So, so um, and then when it was time for the reveal, you know, as two readers, we already knew, oh shit, oh shit, it's Emperor Kerr, Emperor Kerr's back, and then that makes it all that more effective when he brings that Emperor Kerr into the storyline, whereas if this issue didn't happen, and then this Emperor Kerr character just came up, we'd be like, so who's Emperor Kerr? Like, is that society's concerned? But because this issue set it all up, it's like, oh shit, when he, when he shows up, it's like, oh no, oh god, And because you know, you've seen Gita, you've seen what happened to Gita at this point, you know?
3: Oh, so, we um, saw. Yes, so That's I'm gonna like some this R. Puppy Kelly shit. It's nine or out of ten Kelly and Jeffrey Dahmer.
2: Oh boy, that's a, that's a lot. Uh nine out of ten for me. That is an SPC 17. I would say firmly in the uh you should read this. You should take it a read. Give it a read category. Put it on the list. Indeed. Well, that wraps it up for SPC reissued. I had a blast. Taking a look back at this issue, and this will basically be the format of reissued, where we look at a specific issue. Sometimes too, now there will be times when we there's storylines you want to get through. I know we've had Infinite Crisis on the back burner for a while, and maybe when that happens, we will do maybe we'll do more than one issue, but we might just spread it out. You know, maybe it'll be a, a multi part series kind of thing because I do think we are I think we're at our best when we're when we're a diving into
3: multiversal extravaganza, indeed. So
2: that being said, Remzo, anything else you want to plug? You want to let people know what's going on uh, on the old Patreon,
3: for starters? Well, folks, we're bringing back everything you know and love. We'll have a case of the runs from Mark Remzo versus the DCEU and so much more. Additionally, for uh, you know listeners of On The Run, my other podcast, you know that that epic adventure finally concluded. And if you're wondering what happens to my friends of the Degenerate panel, guess what? We had our own little multiversal shift, and they are coming over Two, SPC, so you can go ahead and get those in video a merger, format. an acquisition. It's it's a hostile takeover. You'll be able to go ahead and get them over on the Patreon. We'll be doing a video version. Um, we will be releasing those, you know, like weeks later, sometimes on the public feed, but that will only be audio. So if you want to go ahead and catch up with the degenerate panel where we talk about everything—movies, video games, life, pop culture, what have it—go ahead and subscribe today at patreoncom pod. And if nothing else, please go ahead as we get back into the swing of things. Is leave us a five-star rating and review yes, wherever yes. you're listening to the show today.
2: The cheapest and easiest way to help us out heading over to Apple Reviews, looking up Second Print Comics Podcast. If you never did it during the first one, we'd be a huge help. Drop get, it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Help us boost those algos. And we appreciate all the work. Uh, all the work you guys put in. All the work we put in. We appreciate all the work Eric Larson and other creators have put in because at the end of the day, that is why we get to enjoy enjoy this content, take us out of the distractions of day-to-day life, which is really really how this why this podcast was founded. So we're very appreciative to all you sticking with us. And uh, I think we only have one final word it's been a while one final word one final request Ramza what would that be
3: if there's nothing else you could do you can always do this it's as simple as ever it's read comics and change the change the world good night America adios
1: when you visit Arizona time is measured in moments not minutes like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time visit a new state of mind learn more at hereyouareaz.com. save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon shop these deals at your local kroger less than five miles away or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone